welcome to the first Argo Rule mini-sode. Gross. Today. Gross. <laughs> Today, Jamal and I will be discussing the recent controversial changes at the Academy. So before we hop into it, Jamal, I want to ask you what you've heard about the changes uh, to the um, qualifications or guidelines for best picture. And what do you think about them so far? Like right. with your current knowledge, right? With my current, well, first of all, hello, Jess, how are you? <laughs> okay, great. I'm going to need you to bring it down by like 30% just off the get go. Just <laughs> chill. <laughs> yeah. Keep, I just keep that up. in. Keep that in. That's real. Yeah. I also did. <laughs> So I'm like, we're putting in so much effort for our listeners. Stop. My power no, nap was all of the effort the listeners need to know that I was dedicated to being awake and present. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. So my knowledge of it is pretty general that. <clears throat> They instituted a variety of rules that or standards that movies need to um, meet to be required or need to be met to have best picture consideration, right? And I believe it's only best picture, but I could be wrong. Um, you need to have it's 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 kind of like a, a list of qualifications to get a major to like get a degree from a college. Like you can have That's good. one option from one section. Do you want an actor of color or like uh, LGBTQ in the main cast? Or do you want a lot of actors in the ensemble? Like, <laughs> like pick your diversity quota. Yeah. Like is is the movie about like, something diverse or do you have a bunch of diverse people in it and then you have to have a certain amount behind the camera too uh and that's mainly what i remember i think there's some like like um they have to provide opportunities and stuff but i don't really know what the details of that is yeah and let's get into that um but before we do i know when i first started hearing about it um, hearing about like the fact that there were going to be these changes to best picture. I was like hearing the discourse. Everybody was like, what about the Irishman? It's not going to qualify. <laughs> and wow. People going backward in time, trying to figure out which movies would like qualify. <laughs> wow. Now, Imagine a world in which the Irishman could not win Best Picture. That's not a world I want to live in, okay? <laughs> Where we could never. We would never. Our white boy movie, The Irishman. <laughs> like, will I watch The Irishman? Yeah, probably one day. I, I'm not too, like, miffed if it don't win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I was the target audience for the Irish. Really? I Why? You were either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was closer, but not 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what really about me specifically makes me closer to the target audience. I, hmm. Yeah, what? What about you? <laughs> hmm, I just, wow, what? I mean, what is it? It's that, I mean, I'm not white, so it can't be. Mm, oh, but I am a dude. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that it's got to be dude. Yep, got to be dude status. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so the Academy developed a new set of guidelines for what films can receive best picture. Right. And the rules don't come into play until 2024, the 96th Oscars. And they're going to require films to meet two of four diversity standards to be eligible for a Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. So the big one that everybody was in a big hubbub about was Standard A, uh, where to meet uh, the standard, one of these uh, qualifications has to be met. So it either needs to be one, have at least one actor from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group cast in a significant role. Two, mm-hmm. the story must center on women, LGBTQ people, a racial or ethnic group, or the disabled. Or three, at least 30% of the cast must be actors from at least two of the four underrepresented categories. Gotcha. Yes. So you can see how people saw that and <laughs> lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, freaked out. I think some people are I think white very people. focused on representation and are afraid of what will happen to their precious movies if there's minorities in them. So what I think it is, uh, personally, again, and this is, of course, pure speculation. Throw it my way. Um, is, just like a lot of these issues, it is... Mostly white dudes, but but also uh, other white people, uh, <laughs> non-dudes, yeah, who are worried that they're not going to get the movies they want to make. Like, I don't even think it's that they are worried, at least consciously, about watching more movies with minorities. Like, I think it's they go, well, hold on. It, if this changes, what if... I don't get what I make like to make what I want to make. What if I can't do this? And that sucks because, you know, white people have most of the market share of Hollywood and always have and get so much opportunity. And so like, yes, like, yes, it literally by adding diversity, it is saying that less white dudes will get the chance to do what they want to do. That is Which correct. is make white stories about yes. white shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's good. I, like, you know, <laughs> it. that's fine. It's fine. It's fine because, you know, all these different groups of minorities have been unable to make their own stories for a long time. So, because nobody will give them money. So, you know, I think forcing it is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And plenty of white people can still make white stories. They just have to like plop minorities in them as tokens, which is what they will do. Yo, it'll take us back to Veronica Mars. The early, was that the early 2000s or the early 2010s? 
No, that was the early 2000s. There we go. It'll oh, take yeah, us it back was... to when every like soap had <laughs> like the one minority, the one person in like the wheelchair or with the disability. You know what? No, see what it's gonna do. It's gonna it's gonna take us to like we're. It's gonna be like that, except we'll have four of them in every movie or TV show. We'll have like four random tokens, and then the other six members of the white cast. And you know what? That's progress. <laughs> I and love honestly, that. Honestly, I'm not mad at it. Excuse me. I'm honestly not mad at it. Except for when we get movies, I still can't get over Power. We watched Power on... So, audience, we watched Power on Netflix a while back. And I still can't get over how clearly that was a white movie with black actors. (laughs) Hold on. I'm sorry. Say that again? Power. Oh, Project Power. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the show. Oh, oh my yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. Project Power. Um, yeah, Project Power, a perfect example of a movie that had a lot of <laughs> black people. It was absolutely made in every way by white folk. And that movie was, you know, fine or whatever. But, yeah, so where were we? We were on the just the... The breakdown of the actual requirements. Yeah. There was also some behind the scenes stuff, right? Yeah. So let me take us to standard B. So standard B was focused on providing jobs and opportunities to minorities. And I think that's kind of what stand- the other, all the other standards are really about. So standard B, you have to meet one of these requirements as well. And there's three. So one. Two or more department heads, meaning jobs like director, cinematographer, or composer, must be female, LGBTQ, disabled, or part of an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Number two, at least six other crew members must be some form of underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Or number three, at least 30% of the film's crew must hail from the four underrepresented groups continually laid out in these guidelines. So that is better. I think it's um, extremely light. Like, I think it, it it's not difficult to find a set decorator and a VFX supervisor who is a woman or from some kind of racial minority or is LGBTQ um, or differently abled in some way. Like, I don't think that's hard or unreasonable. And I think most of... I think most movies are just going to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think they're just going to be like, okay, hold on. We got to find like an Asian makeup artist. And then the costume designer is going to be a woman. And then boom, we're done. That's literally it. Yeah. I honestly don't, because this is so light, which isn't a criticism. Like I'm not criticizing it for being light which I did well, see some folks, you know, criticizing the guidelines for being not enough. But, uh, but I think that is what's going to happen. I think that there's going to be a lot of jobs uh, behind the scenes. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to choose 
um, to put a lot of minority directors, cinematographers, and composers in the front seat. I think what they're going to do is meet the standards of six other crew members or 30% of the film's crew. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, which is fine, but cumulatively, I think these are good. How well, they're not great, but they're okay. But like this one specifically, I think is really weak because I think a lot of movies already meet this standard. Mm. Um, Like, the full list is casting director, cinematographer, composer, costume designer, director, editor, hairstylist, makeup artist, producer, production designer, set decorator, sound, VFX supervisor, and writer. Most movies nowadays, most, especially blockbuster or large like Oscar bait productions, have at least one of that group, like almost certainly is a woman. And most of the time we'll have somebody from a racial or ethnic group or somebody who's LGBTQ. And I can absolutely see that, especially with things like, I don't know. I I think I can definitely see that. Yeah. Especially with some of these uh, roles that are more sort of stereotypically gendered, like costume desire, hairstylist, makeup artist. Exactly. Like I, I think that's, I think it's a good I think it's a good impulse because I think what what will actually change the culture behind the scenes of Hollywood is forcing people to choose uh, creators from from underrepresented groups. But this, I do, I kind of do think it's too light. I think it's very easy, and it's not actually going to shake anything up. Okay. I think that it's good to hear from you thinking that it's too light because for me, not knowing as much about Hollywood and the culture there, mm-hmm. um, I was looking at it and thinking, okay, this doesn't seem too hard, but I am very glad that there's going to be more thought into those jobs for and opportunities. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm certainly happy that it's happening. I think it's a good, like it's certainly, it is certainly not bad, but I, I kind of see it as almost like disposable or, or it's, Mm. it's just, yeah, I don't know it. I think if you're going to do something like this, it should be strong enough that it actually is a problem. Like I want it to, I would want it to be like, okay, this is going to make creating a movie in Hollywood difficult for a little bit until they get a, a, an influx of people that are getting hired under these new rules. I don't think that's what's going to happen because of this. I think they're going to shift very slightly and have a little bit more representation just enough to stop get like, stop getting Oscars. So white hits because I think if it was enough to actually shift, the Academy would never have passed it. Mm. See, I was looking out standard B thinking that, You know, it would allow for an influx of new minority talent Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't perceive. 
as being currently there. Uh, I also saw Standard B as sort of forcing those involved with making movies to confront race and their own biases in a way, which I found almost to be a little more important than the qualification itself. So, yes, I agree with you there. I think the qualification doesn't really matter. But my issue is that I think this is way, way, way too easy to dismiss. Mm -hmm. I think it's like you can have four execs go, okay, uh, we got one, we got two, okay, we got six over here, okay, so the story is about, like, we got a gay person in the main plot, so it's fine, um, okay, let's make a couple of training opportunities, send it out to, like, disabled people, boom, we're done. And, like, just add that as a, like, as a check list the item to get done before you start production that is a little uncomfortable the checklist style diversity of the early 2000s coming back in the present yeah it's just i mean i also also we haven't really mentioned this as much but these are only for movies that are in contention for best picture that's it yeah that so it doesn't really apply to movies that aren't aiming for that shot any blockbuster doesn't matter doesn't matter like i mean sure a lot of the major blockbuster um franchises right now your your avengers your like fast and furious are already meeting that diversity standard mm-hmm. probably like to some extent but you know it's not going to change most movies it's going to change movies that are trying to get best picture which is a different subset yeah, it focuses specifically on Oscar bait movies, quote unquote, rather yeah. than the vast majority of movies that the everyday person sees coming out in their local movie theater. Right. And some of that is, you know, the, the Academy has a limited scope, but I don't understand why it was not, if not necessarily every single category, like you know, some movies, especially smaller movies, short films, um, some foreign films are not going to have that same standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But certainly all of the major categories, I think, should have to have this because it's going to change. It's going to be a much it's a much more wide ranging change. I like that take, actually, because that's the thing. I don't understand why people were so mad about it when it's only for one award. Like it's only for a best picture. It doesn't apply to anything else. So it doesn't make sense to me to be very angry about applying these guidelines for providing more access to opportunity um, or to provide equitable access to opportunity, um, at least a little bit. Yeah. When it it's only going to apply to probably what? 10 movies that want to be the best picture movie that year? Well, it's like yeah, like best case scenario, we get a lot of movies who will follow these guidelines so that they get a shot at best picture, but I I think it falls into a long-standing tradition in movies and out of it of people getting angry at the smallest 
possible pushes toward diversity. And I think you see that a ton in movies. Anytime, an a- especially an actor or actress s- talks about diversity or talks about how movies treat uh, underrepresented groups, there's this massive backlash against really just weak tea stuff. Yeah, like, the most banal rules get the most backlash. Look at um, uh, what was this? this? Was a couple years back when Brie Larson was in the lead up to Captain Marvel and said something like um, something to the effect of, "Hey, it's weird that like every single journalist and interviewer I talk to is a white dude," and the internet freaked out. <laughs> they lost their mind. I mean, Chuds still hate Brie Larson for that. And that's like the lightest thing I could imagine. It and is so, a yeah. minor comment, but I think what it really comes down to, if I may, is... Oh, please. Yeah, I think one of the things it comes down to is people just don't like... I, rephrase. There, there are a lot of people who just don't like thinking about race at all. Yeah. And feel hostile when confronted with the thought of having to think about identity or equity because they feel hostile because they presume that it's already that way, that there's already an equity and being faced with the possibility of a injustice can just conflicts with their worldview. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of backlash from people who don't want the world to change and feel like it's changed too much. And the goal, the goal is not to make a more equitable system. It's to make the people who are complaining about the current system go be away. quiet. Yeah. Cause the current system is good for a lot of people. And of course it's, it's a self sort of fulfilling prophecy because you know, you have the Academy putting something like this up, which will create a lot of anger and a lot of backlash. Who knows how long it will stick around? Yeah. Who knows if it'll backtrack? Yeah, we have. Yeah, no clue. But it's also the lightest, most weak tea stuff possible. Like, I, I just I don't believe this will actually change much. Um, well, let's see, uh, because there's two more standards. Yes, I did want to talk about D. So let's go through C at least. Yeah. So standard C, um, it it has to meet one of these two standards. So the film's distributor or financing company must have at least two entries from an underrepresented group. Or uh, two, the film's production, distribution, or financing company must offer training or work opportunities to people from those underrepresented groups. Which is cool. Yeah. Like, I think that's good. There's no requirement that those people ever get hired again. But. Honestly, I was thinking it. There's no requirement that they keep them on or provide them with an actual job or a requirement of whether the internship is paid. Yes. Um, uh, Well, actually, some paid apprenticeships. Okay. are required and internships, but even so, the internships I think are not paid, which uh great, awesome, cool. Um, but it, 
it's I mean, it, it's good because a, a lot of those people who get that experience will be able to do more stuff and maybe they make some, you know, powerful connections and that can be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's nothing, but it is nice. Yeah, that's kind of that's I think that's going to be my my watchword for the rest of it is it's nothing, but it's nice. <laughs> yeah. And I think mine is thanks. I appreciate it. But also it still feels weird. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. And it's kind of weird, but like, I guess cool. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not mad at it. Like, don't take it away. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well i think d is the only one to me that actually feels like it could mean something yeah and standard d is it merely asks that some of the senior marketing publicity and distribution executives on a film are from an underrepresented group that i think is more it's not it's still nothing but it's more like i think a lot of the stagnation that happens is because you have so many um executives that are from the same groups and i do think shaking that forcing that to get shaken up on a scale that's more than one person uh could help yeah i agree with that especially too when it comes to marketing publicity and distribution like that's so important to have people in those key roles yes Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And unlike standard B, where it really focuses on crew, having opportunities on a higher level for minorities, I think is actively helpful. Yes, I think having people in marketing who can say, hey, think about these groups, think about these groups, we need th- that's going to matter a lot more because of um, capitalism than... Yeah the crew who don't have that much power. I mean, I think having people on screen is good too. Yes. But I think this is the biggest one, relatively speaking. Yeah, I agree with that because I think that a lot of times we focus on representation specifically, which is good, but also does not cover how black stories or minority stories are made. Yes. And how they're made well. Uh, extremely agreed. Um, and, and it's, I, I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to mention this, maybe cut it if it gets a little much, but um, mm-hmm. it's also s- somewhat worrying, not worrying, but it, I, it feels weird that all, in all of these groups, women are considered one of the underrepresented groups, which is true. Absolutely. Women are absolutely underrepresented in Hollywood, especially behind the scenes. However, you could stack a lot of these with like white women. Like you really could. Thank you so much for saying that (laughs) because it seems very likely and very easy to in fact stack all these positions with white women and not actually choose, you know, a minority or a person with a disability when you allow, I mean, as, as you were saying, when you allow, when you give this kind of quota, you're going to have people choosing 
to to hire the people that are most like them. And so now you've stopped them from being able to hire white dudes. So they will choose the people again who are most like them, who are the in the same economic class they're in, who have the same opinions they do, who are closest to them. And a lot and ugh. a lot of and times in that's a lot going of cases, to be white women. Yeah, that's white women. Which again there is still marginalization. That's still better than white dudes. Yeah, but- it is another perspective, and that is good that that's there, but it still doesn't necessarily accomplish the goals no. of these guidelines. Especially when I think it would be so much more valuable to require that you have underrepresented racial groups, LGBTQ people, or differently abled people. And require that that a, a percentage of them are women. Forcing that, I think, would be a lot more valuable. So I agree with that, actually, because the way that this is all framed is as long as it's someone in the four underrepresented categories, that being women, LGBTQ, racial or ethnic, um, or disabled. Mm-hmm. And... Looking at it that way, you know, it still doesn't cover the full gamut of experiences if you're if you're a executive and you're choosing people who are just like you or who are similar to you or who you get along with, it might not necessarily create pushback in boardrooms or in pitch meetings that would provide a diverse experience that would change the outcome of what a movie looks like. Yeah, I agreed. Especially when, I mean, in Hollywood now there are, you know, there are people in these groups in some, not many, but some high level positions we've had uh, studios run by, by white women before. Of course, there are quite a few black male directors who get a lot of work. Um, and a lot of those people have perpetuated the same cycles as, you know, white dude executives. Now, a lot of that is not their fault necessarily. You know, hegemony is powerful and you can't expect, you know, the very few people who break that ceiling necessarily to change the whole system. Exactly. But again, it's a loophole that you're allowing. And when you allow that kind of loophole, it's going to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I'm glad we had this like conversation about this because will, will things change? I don't think so. No. Ultimately, <laughs> I don't think movies are going to change because of these standards, especially considering only two of the four standards have to be met. And it's yeah. only for wait, best wait, picture wait, hold on. wait, two of them have to wait. What? Okay, so all right. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, never mind. This sucks. Oh, it sucks. It's oh useless. God. This yeah. two. So let me re let me re pitch that to you, Jamal. This is nothing. This so, is useless. <laughs> so films are required to meet two of the four diversity standards to be eligible for the best picture nomination. They're not required to meet all four standards or pick one from each. They're required to meet two. 
So it's not really going to change anything, even though it's been treated like it's the end of the film industry. This, yeah, okay. So I want to know who who's getting real mad about this because, like, this is nothing. People who read the first standard and are angry about representation. <laughs> this sucks. The academy sucks. I I mean I told you that it it it's not like things are gonna change like the parts i'm happy about we've spent 38 minutes talking about this absolute nothing crap all right i'm done (laughs) anybody getting mad at this needs to like calm down and dry their wet snowflake tears (laughs) this is nothing Honestly, two out of four. mm. It would be so easy for someone who wanted their movie to make best picture to just pick six crew members from an underrepresented group. um, Or and then have one major actor like. um, Yeah. Yeah. Literally just one main actor and six people in the in the larger crew and you're done now are there movies that don't meet that standard of course absolutely for sure um but most of them are like short films most major blockbuster or like huge productions with like many 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 people on them are going to meet a lot of them almost by default hang on i just want to look at i want to look at something here you keep talking oh yeah well, honestly, I think that standards B, C, and D should be required for every film. Yes, that yeah, wins an, an Oscar at all or wins any award. I don't think your film should be able to qualify unless you are being equitable. Because if we're deciding that we value equity in Hollywood, if we're deciding we don't want Oscar so white to be trending and that we don't want to be perceived as this racist Hollywood elite institution, then it would be important to make sure to have B, C, and D, which specifically focus on providing jobs and opportunities to minorities as, uh, as something for that every movie has to qualify for. So I just I just wanted to double check on something, and I think this is going to be my last word on this. Based on these current requirements, Green Book passes. No, it doesn't. Mahershala Ali, main actor. Uh, set decoration, Selena Vandenbrink, woman. Costume design, Betsy Hyman, woman. Also, or Heman, Heman Hyman, I don't know. Also, Octavia Spencer was an executive producer. I, I don't know this. if the executive producer counts, but... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Green Book passes. It we're done. We're done. Yeah. If Green Book podcast. passes, it's done. <laughs> These are nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. No, I can't do that. Oh. <laughs> These are nothing. They 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 do nothing. If the fact that Green Book was no no. <laughs> Bye everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for coming to the mini zone. Oh. Hey everyone, it's Jess. I hope you enjoyed our first ever mini-sode. Jamal and I had a ton of fun and our conversation took a lot of different turns. 
If you enjoyed it and you'd like to hear more from The Argo Rule, you can follow us on social media at The Argo Rule. And you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time. This episode of The Argo Rule was processed using Audacity and Alitu. Music was Lost Indie Flameric by Kid and Nasty and Don't Need Drugs by Kid and Nasty. Thank you for listening.